Hello, friends, and welcome to the Mr. Maxwell Podcast. So today is a bonus episode. I'm going to be talking about a book that I've been reading. So often when we see a child or an adult who acts strangely or who exhibited inappropriate behaviors, we ask, what is wrong with them? This is how I used to approach ongoing behavior issues with my students and was a phrase I often used towards myself when it came to my anxiety, depression, and sensory issues. After receiving my autism diagnosis and uncovering long forgotten childhood traumatic events, I realized that I had been asking the wrong questions. This theory was confirmed when I began reading this book called What Happened to You, a book written by Oprah Winfrey and Bruce Perry. The book's thesis is that rather than ask what is wrong with someone, we should be asking what happened to them. Because sometimes a person's behavior is linked to a traumatic event. It is nearly impossible to understand a person without understanding their past, and more specifically, their traumatic past. One of the first things they talked about in the book is how our bodies develop responses to real and perceived danger. Uh, For example, when we go through a traumatic event, whether it's a one-time situation or a season of ongoing or a series of ongoing events, our brains create responses to help us survive. Those responses might be complete disassociation, um, disconnecting from our physical bodies in response to pain or other forms of trauma, withdrawing within ourselves, fighting back, hiding. Whatever it is, it's whatever our brain thinks is necessary for us to survive that situation. And in the moment... Often these adaptations are good because they help us do whatever it is we need to do to survive. These adaptations become maladaptive or harmful, however, when we continue to live this way long after the danger is gone. In the book, they talk about a soldier with PTSD whose trauma response to anything that sounded like a gunshot would override any other logical thought follow up any following or follow up logical thought that he might have. Um, For example, he had a very hard time with fireworks for that very reason, because he would have a traumatic response, even though he knew that he was not in danger. His instincts were to respond as though he were in danger. There was one situation where he was out on a date with his wife and he heard a car backfire and he immediately fell to the ground screaming And it took a long time for him to realize that he was not in any real danger. And this was a very real example of how when we experience trauma and our bodies develop reflexes that click in before we have time to think, that those reflexes don't just go away. Because when those moments happen, we are once again living through that season of danger. And like I said before, in the moment, while there is the, when the danger is very real, these reflexes could very well be saving our lives. And it's only when the reflexes persist months, years, even decades later, that it can become a problem and keep us from living happy and meaningful lives. 
This made me think about my own fears, some of which make zero sense if I'm being honest. For example, when I would travel alone for work and I would get to my hotel room, I would often barricade the door to the hotel room and sleep with my back to the wall. I didn't have anything to be afraid of. I knew I had nothing to be afraid of. I knew that the door was secure, the lock was secure. But my brain was convinced that because I was sleeping in a new place, a strange place, I wasn't in my home, that I was in serious danger and that hypervigilance was necessary for me to stay alive. Logic had nothing to do with my behavior, but trauma did. And when it comes to our traumatic, our tra traumatic responses or our trauma responses, time has no meaning. It could have been something that happened years ago. It could be an event that we don't even remember. And yet we will still have an outsized reaction to that event. In fact, often events that happen in our earliest years, newborn to three years old, for example, can affect us way into our later years. For me, my father left us when I was less than two. And to this day, I have had trouble connecting with people. Now, part of this is my own awkwardness and weirdness. I'm going to be honest. I, I am not quote unquote normal. <laughs> but even when I meet people who can see past that, I struggle to believe that they'll not get tired of me and leave me. And this is something that I'm working on. I'm not saying that this excuses me to always behave this way. But it does help for me to understand why. By understanding why my response to something that happened to me, it helps me know how I can address my own behavior and with therapy and with time can hopefully move past it. There was this really interesting point in the book where Oprah talks about uh, she, was in the, she was in the movie Beloved, where she played a mother. And she told a story about while they were filming the movie, there was a scene where she was tucking her daughter, not her real daughter, but, you know, the, the girl who was playing her daughter, into bed. And she kept doing the wrong thing. And finally, she had to tell the director that she didn't know what it means to tuck in a child. And for some of you, you might be like, oh my goodness, it's common sense. Everybody knows what that means. She didn't. She had never been tucked in to bed as a child. That was not something that she had learned. So as a grown woman, it was not something that she knew. And again, like I said, we might say that it's common sense to know what that means, but some of the things that we refer to as common sense has more to do with lessons learned through shared experience and things that we're just going to figure out on our own. So much of our childhood education is caught, not taught, which is why those from similar backgrounds and cultures often know the same things, the same definitions, the same meanings, even though they did not learn them in a formal classroom setting. And this really helps to explain why certain students might struggle with social and academic situations that they've never experienced before. If they only ever experienced life in one way, they will not know what to do when asked to do something they never encountered before. And this can cause anxiety within the student 
And they may express this anxiety through refusal to engage, goofing off, because it is less embarrassing to be seen as a class clown than to be seen as a class idiot, or shutting down or any other form of non-compliance. Anyway, basically I'm just saying that this was such an amazing book. I've only shared a fraction of the insights offered within these pages. And I already know that I'm going to have to read it a few more times so that I can get as much as I can from it. I mean, I have learned so much about myself and how I can help my own personal development. I have learned so much that I'm going to start applying as a parent towards my own children and as a teacher, as I view my students and their behaviors in recognizing that there's more going on than just what I see. That they have whole worlds going on inside their minds and their heads, both good things and bad things. And I firmly believe that this is a book that every teacher, every caregiver, every parent, every manager, every leader should read. Because it challenges us to see beyond a person's behavior and learn to ask what happened to them rather than what's wrong with them. Anyway, I I hope that you look up this book. Again, it's called What Happened to You? And it's written by Oprah Winfrey and Bruce Perry. I highly recommend it. You should definitely read it. I'm not saying that every single word in the page is true, but it definitely brings up things that should be discussed and considered. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. And for now, it is time for your next adventure. I'll miss you. Cheers.